0: Hey, this is David Perkins, pastor of Radiant Church. Thanks so much for checking out our podcast. I hope and I pray that the content helps you grow as a follower of Jesus. We'd love to see you at one of our services on Sundays or maybe at our bold conference this summer. Remember this, those who look to him are radiant. Uh, Welcome to Radiant. If it's your first time, we're so honored that you're here. And if you're joining us online or in the room, uh, my name is David on behalf of my wife Renata and I. We're glad that you're here. And if it is your first time, uh, if you don't mind just filling out online, there's a connection card and we would like to email you this week and help you get connected. Uh, If you wouldn't mind filling that out also, Uh, today we have step one of Next Steps, and so that's a class that takes place immediately after, uh, right after this service. And so if you've been coming to Radiant for a while and you'd like to get uh, more connected, it's your opportunity to learn more about the church and jump all in and membership today in step one. And so um, we have that available in this classroom right out here. Uh, it 's good to see all of you. I hope you had a great week. Uh, I am loving what God is doing and loving what god 's doing in our church and uh, here 's kind of the season that we 're in. Uh, we began the fall in twenty one days of prayer, and the goal was to to spend time alone with God each day and just really go vertical so that coming out of that we would build that habit of being with God and knowing God and walking with god and Then we started this series in the midst of a time that uh, there's a lot of tension in our culture, in the world, um, and relationships are challenging. And so we started this series on relationships. And so uh, we spent time uh, working on love, and we talked about not being offended, and we talked about our words, and we talked about honor. And uh, today, I want to go, uh, go after fighting for our marriages and having an awesome marriage, and Um, If you're single, uh, I promise this is some good content from Ephesians 5. I think it'd be good for you to stick around and enjoy this and apply this. And um, No matter who you are, I think that we can read what Paul is saying here and have God really touch our hearts today. But um, I want to go after this because I've been reading articles about how divorce is rising in 2020 and how there are so many marriages that are in stress and tension, and I think this is one of the things we got to fight for uh, and be very intentional. So... We're going to go after it today. So if you've got your Bibles, let's go Ephesians 5, which uh, will 15 right there. All right, let me pray and we'll go after it. Father, we love you today and we ask Lord Jesus that you would help each one of us, Lord, to be people that look like Jesus in a challenging time. And I pray for your strength and your grace over every person, whether they're in their home right now or in their car or here in the room or wherever they may be. And Lord God, we pray that we would have wisdom and revelation. We pray that the word of God would come alive in our hearts. We pray that our marriages would grow stronger in this season. We love you and we honor you. And Radiant, say amen. 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 Uh, so as, as I was reading these articles and just looking at all the stress that we have in our lives due to COVID, uh, th- there's just a lot of evidence that people are experiencing a break, a tension like never before. So many have financial tension because due to this scenario, now there's some that are different, but many, a job loss, uh, maybe a demotion, but somehow economically your world changed um, during this, this season, Many people actually have lost jobs, uh, so that that would change things if there was a new job. So time is different. Of course, we all know that uh, having, for those of you with children, uh, there's been challenges of under one roof, having people working and going to school. And there's so many different challenges uh, with, with just family dynamics. So money, job, finance, of course, we're in a season of a political environment where there's that's even tension among marriages. And so there's just so many opportunities to have stressors, to have these moments where people are angry or upset. And and of course that's led to just just challenges and and, and divorce rates are high in 2020 and, and so I want to go after this but I want you to start in Ephesians 5:15. And this is a classic text on marriage. This is one that uh, there's books on, podcasts on. I mean, you can go to seminars. There's so much content on marriage. And so one message in a relationship series, and this is not the totality of content on this message. This is kind of a 30,000 foot view, but I want us to go after today fighting for these marriages. And usually the message would start in verse 25. That's the love and respect text. Uh, and we're gonna go there. But I really read Ephesians 5 and believe that verse 25 and on about love and respect in marriage builds, starts in verse 15. So before you get to 25, you got to get what's 15 because starting in verse 15, marriage presupposes some Christian maturity. So as Paul's writing to the church in Ephesus here, he presupposes some ideas and ideas and there's this hinge about Christ, being reverent to Christ, and it starts with being filled with God. So I want you to see it. All right, so let's go after this right here. Verse 15, says this. Be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will us. Here it is, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery, instead. So do this, not that. Instead, don't do this, do this, instead. Be filled, so they're active, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So the first idea I want you to see here is going into this classic text is on marriage and love and respect and roles and, 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 and self-sacrificial love and making the other one the highest priority and the picture of Christ in the church before all of that is this, this content about being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's be, don't get drunk on wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. So here's the idea. Your source is the Holy Spirit. As you go through marriage, I mean, Christian maturity, you've got be filled with the Holy Spirit, You've got what comes out of you, of the way that you speak, songs, hymns, spiritual songs, always being grateful to God. It presupposes some Christian maturity. It presupposes that that is in us. And I just want to encourage you. Uh, listen, I, I'm, I've been around so, I, so many different weddings and marriages and friends and, and pastored so many different scenarios. I mean, I've been a pastor for over 20 years. I grew up as a pastor's kid. And so while most kids on Saturdays uh, were getting to watch He-Man eat tricks and, you know, see the Smurfs, I grew up on Saturdays going to weddings in a little university town. And so I had a three-piece pinstripe suit, sat on the front row. I could quote, as a nine-year-old, dearly beloved, we have gathered here today in the presence of God and these holy witnesses. I mean, I knew it. So I know wedding talk, I know marriage talk. And one of the things I see, I love all that. I mean, all, there's so much content. There's books and podcasts, there's traveling speakers. There's so much that's practical dynamics. And I love all of it. I mean, I like, I like I'm, I'm, I'm for it. I'm not saying anything negative by virtue of saying what I'm about to say, but I will tell you this. If you will get a deep resolution of verse 15, be filled with the Holy Spirit so that you have the fruit of the Spirit, the power of God that you're pulling from as a reservoir when you face difficulty in marriage. I want to promise you it will do more for you than all the little tricks of the trade. Then all the little, all the books, and, and I'm for it. I mean, I like cute little memes. I like little like stuff on Instagram. I'm great with podcasts. Like, let's go do it. Let's go to a retreat. I'm for, I'm for every single idea of, of best practices. But I would say this. If you look at Paul, he's saying, here we go. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And this idea of submission to Christ, it's, it's presupposed before you go into this Christian marriage thing. But here's the problem. In our culture, We've got a lot of the way that we think about marriage and it's not built upon Christian maturity and out of the overflow of Christian maturity, then I say yes to self-sacrificial love laying down my life for somebody else. We don't have a whole lot of disciples by God filled with the Holy Spirit and going into marriage. We have a whole lot of disciples by music and movies, right? Because that's where we first got indoctrinated about romance. I never had in Sunday school a message on romance, never did. But I saw a whole lot of Disney movies Saw a whole lot of Hollywood. And so subconsciously, we presuppose, instead of a Christian view of marriage, we presuppose Hollywood. So it's just kind of the way that we think. And then when that person can't meet the need that we think they should fill, we become mad at them and we get frustrated with them that they're not filling the thing that only God can actually fill. So like for me, I mean, Renata and I, we, Dawson was born on June 27th, 2004. And on June 26th, 2004, we watched the movie, The Notebook. It was awful. It was terrible. I hate it. Why? I'll never be Noah. Right? Write the letters, write the letters, write the letters. A letter a day. I'll build you a house. What do you want? dear? I can't run with that guy. I mean... I mean, if, I, if, if Renata gets a worldview that I got to be Noah, I am hosed, right? Like, And I don't, even, I don't even think the movie makes sense. Why would she leave the guy who's like rich and cool for the drunk guy in the house? I mean, I, I just, for me, it doesn't make sense. But in the movie, it's like, oh, here's a problem. It's not real. It's a movie. It's fake. Noah, it's not real. Not, it, the, the house is fake no, 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 no. It's not. No, no, no. David, don't. You're ruining the movie. No, I'm not. I'm I'm helping your life. It's not real. And so, man, I mean, it starts. I mean, I was a youth pastor for 20 years. It starts with kids with Disney. They're like, I want to be a princess. Someone's going to come by on a magic carpet and take me away. It's not going to happen. There's no magic carpet. It's fake. It's not real. I'm just telling you. I know. Welcome to church, everybody. It's so, so, but, but here's what, when you presuppose that kind of Hollywood view, it actually does damage because you're wanting them to provide something that they can't provide. It just, it's impossible. And here's what Paul's saying. He's saying, be filled with the Holy Spirit. You are going to need supernatural power. You're going to need the power of the Holy Spirit. For decades of self-sacrificial love, laying your life down for another, the Christian view of marriage is very different than the cultural view of marriage. It's a whole different thing. We get in our movies, we got our music. I mean, when I was in high school, da na 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 na. You know our love was meant to be the kind of love that lasts forever. And I want you here with me from tonight until the end of time. You're like, oh, this is the wrong church for us, baby. You should know everywhere I go, always on my mind, in my heart, sounds like Christianity. You're the meaning in my life. You're the inspiration. You bring feeling to my life. Oh, I got a hand raise. I mean, like, listen, I'm just telling you subconsciously. Man, we got that on back then CDs. Now you got it on Spotify. Here's what happens. Music, movies, and we kind of get our own Christian version of a little bit of Christian ideas, a little bit of music, a little bit of movies, and we kind of recipe for disaster. Okay, so if you'll lock in with this, I do not try to suck my meaning, my life from another person on the planet. I find my life, I find my meaning, I find my power from God. So God is the one who fills me. God is the strength of my life. Actually, we sing to him. You're the meaning in my life. You're the inspiration. What? You fill me. You're the one that's filled me. And so I have the power. I have the strength. God at work inside of me to actually lay down my life for somebody else. That's a whole different thing. So like, I, I, there is a store that I rarely go to. And I'm going to illustrate it this way, even though it's not a store that I frequent is called Home Depot. But if I go to Home Depot and I say, hey, I like steak, potatoes, and milk, they can't help me because they don't provide that. And we do that all the time with our spouse. Give me meaning. You complete me. No, 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 no. That's not not the Ephesians five way. here's, Here's what Paul says. Here's where we're going. It's it's this, be filled with the Holy Spirit and then we lay down our lives And this whole, you go into reading Ephesians 5, not with grit my teeth and try to pretend like I love my spouse like that, but instead I have supernatural strength. My relationship with God is real and what I'm aiming at doing is out of the overflow of relationship being filled with the power of God, I'm going to lay down my life like Christ laid down his life. So Christ is my example, and I'm going to love that person, not with the aim of them being my mission, my goal, my purpose in life. Jesus is my purpose and my life. But I lay down my life for them. They lay down their life for me. And together, it's a picture to the whole world to see what covenant looks like. Because we often do marriage just like we see in the movies. It's consumer-based. It's based upon, I'll, I'll... I'll do this as long as it works for me, as long as I get out of it what I want. But covenant is different than consumer. Covenant is, I have made a vow before God. And this is a picture that no matter the circumstance, the good days, the bad days, no matter what we go through, I'm gonna lay my life down. I'm gonna serve you. And I'm telling you, marriage for decades, like I think one of the best things we do is when we just celebrate this past summer, we just celebrated people that have been married for decades. When we celebrate God at work through people laying down their lives, Ephesians 5 here is about to tell us it's one of the ways that we show Jesus to our world. All right, let's keep going. Ephesians 5, it says this. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church his body of which he is the savior. Now the church submits to Christ. So also wives submit to their husbands and everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with the water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church. Whoa, look at that, everybody. Everybody say radiant church. Hallelujah. A lot of your old denominations aren't in here, but we is. So anyway, um, (laughs) Bedside Baptist didn't make the Bible, but... Radiant Church, where do you go? Radiant Church, never heard of it, it's in the Bible. All right, Uh, sorry, too much coffee. Uh, Without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church. And here we go, for we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united with his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Okay, so much here. And this is, I mean, PhDs, books, all, I mean, this is, the, 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 the amount of content in this is so much right here. I can't hit it in, in just one message, but here's, here's what I do wanna hit. I wanna go after things that specifically can help you to have a thriving marriage in COVID. So I'm going after some specific things, all right? Number one, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And this, la, this second one here is this idea where he says, a man shall leave his father and mother. Old versions, leave and cleave. But here's the, here's the principle, here's the idea. Ancient world, most important relationship would be mother and father. And he's saying here, there is a new relationship that is top priority. That's the idea. The, leave and make this wife the top priority. So I wanna encourage you today to work on what it looks like to make your marriage... A top priority. Yes, Jesus first, got it. Hit that in Ephesians 5.15. But now thinking about in terms of my own time, money, how it plays out, the relationship that I'm going to intentionally invest in, the one that I'm going to work on so that I can make sure that I have an awesome marriage is that spouse and to be intentional. And here's the bottom line. A lot of times it is not based out of emotion. You don't feel it. Cultural way is we do what we feel. And once you're not providing for me, good feelings, I'm out of here. But the idea of love is that it's a choice. Love is a choice. So you're making a decision, a premeditated decision that because of who this person is, I've made a covenant before God and I'm going to lay my life down for them. And so I'm making the decision, to ch- I'm gonna choose to love. And when you choose to love and you put it into motion... You put it into motion, and then emotions follow. So emotion follows motion, or you've heard me say before that convictions lead. That's where we start, and then feelings follow. Convictions lead, and feelings follow. So you make the choice. Even if, it isn't, even if it's not what I feel like, I'm gonna lay my life down. This is the top priority. So I'm gonna make myself the hero of a story this week just because it's my sermon. But um. <laughs> So this week, yeah, uh-oh, <laughs> We'll do humility next week. Uh, but, but this week, uh, Renata uh, texted me, and she said, hey, babe, um, uh, and she told about one of her friends who is going to be in Tulsa on Friday, and she said, would it be possible for us to go to Tulsa so I can have coffee with my friend who lives in Colorado, but that friend was visiting Tulsa, to which I replied, are you kidding me? We're gonna drive four hours to Tulsa for you to have a $2 cup of coffee for 90 minutes with a friend. What are you, nope, I didn't do that, right? Because if I would have done that, you're set into guaranteed thinking about me, guaranteed tension. But if as often as you can, you intentionally have a pre-decision, I'm gonna lay my life down, I'm gonna choose, there was, when I got that text, I'll be honest, and we're not a, on the front row, so this is confession, it, it was hard. It was like, I have one day a week. That's our Sabbath where we pause, pray, and play. That's on Fridays. So we have a, our family together. And I thought, we're gonna try. It's, but my response was, come on, baby, let's go, right? But then her response was, it's okay, we don't have to do it. That's your day to rest. That's, we don't have to. And then I said, oh no, but that's your friend from Colorado. And then she said, yeah, but we can always FaceTime. I said, oh no, but face-to-face would be so much better. I mean, when you're actually there, take the mask off, drink some coffee, say, well, I mean, that's what you need. And, she, and we got into a text war where she was fighting for me to get to not go. And I was fighting for her to get a 10-hour trip so she could have a cup of coffee. Well, you know what? I won, right? But guess what? You know how good yesterday was for me? Because Friday, I drove her all the way to Tulsa. (laughs) So on Saturday, she's looking for what can I do for David? Here's my point. (laughs) It's like when you think instead of consumer, me first, what do I want? When you think, no, no, today, how can I lay my life down? You be the priority. Feelings aren't always right there. But conviction, I want to lay my life down, emotion, not necessarily there, but if I set it into motion, oftentimes it 'll catch up, and so then you start to enjoy and you can love love is a choice, you can fall in and out of like, but love is a choice i 'm going to lay my life down for you, and oftentimes you'll end you 'll end up experiencing the the, the, the the liking the emotion, but it 's on the other side of servant hearted self-sacrificial, lay my life down for the other. And, and so I learned this lesson uh, when, we first, when I first got to Colorado. Uh, when I was in college, I could, I could befriend whoever I wanted to befriend with no strings attached. It was just what I, I could just be friends with people. When I became a pastor, a young, youth and young adult pastor at 23, I found out that sometimes I had to be friends with people because it was my job. And uh, that was hard. It was like this decision, And so I was pastoring in this church and this guy calls me and he says, hey, southern guy, he's like, hey, my daughter, my teenage daughter is dating a guy at the restaurant where she works. She's a server, he's a cook, and he's a knucklehead. That was his word. He's a knucklehead. I want you to go meet with him. And I was like, what? Me go meet with him? And I'm like, no chance I have to do that. So I called my boss. Hey, (laughs) this guy goes to our church, right? I got to go meet with this guy? He says, yes, you do. All right, so here's, here's why I did it. Did I want to? No. No, I, I had to. It was a choice. I am following the rules. <laughs> I have to do this. And on the other side of it, right, I, I mean, he became one of my close friends. First three times was we hung out together, really awkward, weird, weird stories. It's a different sermon. But, <laughs> but over time, we, there, there started to be a friendship. So, here's my point. It is like that with our relationship over and over again. It's, I have decided. There is not an emotion in me that currently feels like laying down my life, self-sacrificial love, get up early, you, whatever is the thing that requires the sacrifice in the marriage. But you make this choice. This is, my, and ultimately, it, I mean, when, you, when we read about Jesus, in Ephesians 5 here, Christ is our example as he laid down his life. And think about Jesus did this in the garden, right? Like, Jesus, that's why I love the garden because we get this window into Jesus' heart where he goes, He's on a mission. He's going to lay down his life. But in that moment where he looks at the father and says, Father, if it's possible, take this cup from me. Remember that? And it's this choice, yet not my will, but yours be done. Listen, our lives in marriage over and over again is we've got these moments where we're like, This is challenging. This situation is hard. Married for decades is an accomplishment. It's work, it's hard, but we see, okay, Jesus is my example, and I don't necessarily feel these things, but I'm gonna choose these things, and I lay my life down. Self-sacrificial love was what Jesus had. He's our example, and you put top priority, the top priority in my life is this marriage. Okay, then let's go, let's go here. It says this, uh, this is a profound mystery, but I'm talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you must also love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. So here's this idea. This is, this is a picture. My marriage is, it's a metaphor. It's a picture. So when you think, it's not just that I do this for them. It's not just my spouse. It's not just even my family. Here's, this is a picture for the whole world to see. I'm gonna live in covenant. Not a consumer kind of dating relationship where once it doesn't work, I'm out. But I'm in covenant, and I'm gonna. This is this is to God, and when other people see this is this is when people see you're laying your life down, what love looks like. Then they it's a picture of, according to Paul. It's a picture of seeing what Christ is like. So now you have a why. Start with why. What's my motivation? Well, my motivation is not just me, and my motivation is not just. The spouse, my motivation is also God. And my motivation is also that the world could see a picture of covenant love. Um, when I was growing up, I wasn't allowed to go to many movies, right? And so now, now you think I'm weird. It's okay. Um, uh, but when I first got married to Renata, uh, we went to movies all the time. And um, and I'll never forget, Right, just early on in our marriage, we went and saw uh, a movie where the the um, movie trailer was Lord of the Rings. And um, I know I'm dating myself and telling you, but but Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. And I'll just never forget the moment of going, I have got to see that. Like all these other ones are okay, but that was the movie I was most excited to see. And then it said at the very end, coming in December. And this was like February, you know? And I'm just like, no. (laughs) Okay, what was that? Right there. I got a dim picture for something more. I got just a little snapshot, just a little trailer for the, with the real thing. Here's what's going on. When you lay down your life in what seems like trite small things for covenant love, the world goes, I see something different in you. Most people turn and run. Most people, what is it about you that just keeps loving, laying down your life? So every time that our marriages personify that kind of covenant, lay down your life, it's showing the world. That's the radiant church. It's showing Christ in the church. He we're in relationship with him forever and ever. And one day there is gonna be a wedding that is eternal. It goes on forever and ever and ever. And so this is our moment. David, it's hard. Yeah. That's why we need supernatural power. That's why we need God. You need God to be able to respond in the hard moments. And we think, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get it right in the big moment when the Titanic is sinking and I have the chance to save and die for her, I'll do it and I'll float to the bottom of the sea. Let me tell you, that's, that's not it. That's, that's discipled by Hollywood. Here's where Jesus talks about it. Jesus is talking about He's, he's talking about these little tiny moments where I lay my life down. These acts of service. It's in the 24-hour period. What's up? You wanna go to Tulsa? Sounds awesome. I love it. Eight hours of driving. Awesome. Right? Lay down your life. Okay. I'll, I'll do it. But, but you need, for those little tiny moments, I, me, us, Renata, all of us, we need a deep reservoir, the power of God to accomplish that. Power of God to make marriage a priority and put on display for the whole world, covenantal love. It takes God. And that's one of the things why I'm so discouraged when I see people and they're punting on marriage and they've memorized these ideas and they've got these cute little things, but they don't have this deep depth in relationships. Because it's actually deep relationship with God that will help you lay down your life in those moments. And if you don't have a reservoir, a river, don't get drunk on wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. If you don't have that, it's like an, it's like oil in the engine of a car. It'll just lock up. It'll just, and everything's challenging. And you've, you call it my triggers, but in reality, it's just your flesh, baby. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm just telling you, and trigger, you, you get 150 triggers, you're a problem, right? <laughs> here, here, here's where you want to get, you want to go. I get filled with the, with the Holy Spirit I've got, and I can walk through these moments and I'm not trying to be magical. I'm not trying to over-exaggerate it. I'm not trying to be fake, but I feel like I've seen people you can't preach about them because it would be wrong where it looks like they're filled with the power of the Holy Spirit in a very hard circumstance, but they're alive. And their circumstance doesn't cause them to punt on Christianity or punt on the marriage. They're just, it's God empowering them. And I wanna invite you to that. We had, uh, Renata and I had over, Paul and Gabby Barker over last year for Halloween, and Renata and I had this vision of trying to get to know some of our neighbors and how can we be a source of life in our neighborhood. And so, um, of course, this is pre-COVID because this would be like, you know, a disaster right now. You know, people would be upset about it. But we decided that we were going to uh, we were going to have a hot chocolate station at our house, and so uh, our family was going to give hot chocolate to all the kids in the neighborhood, which was a great idea, uh, except that it was too good of an idea. Um, because before we knew it, we had a line. I mean, the whole neighborhood was starting to come over. And we had a whole line, I mean, down, literally our drive- driveway, into the street. And I'm like, Renata, this is harder than we thought. I called Paul Barker because he's A, happy, and B, a barista, right? <laughs> Paul Barker comes over and he's like, bam, 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 bam. You know, he's, and he's just like, we're just giving hot chocolate to these kids. Lo and behold, I, we ran out. So I go to Price Chopper. I just run in Halloween night and I'm just buying gallons of milk. And, you know, just as much as I can. And, you know, it's an awkward moment. I was like, you know, lots of milk. And then I come back with a reservoir of milk for hot chocolate. And here's my point. You're like, where's he going with this? Let me tell you this. I got a point, I promise. I feel like over and over again, we're gonna face these moments where it is more than we expected. And so you gotta forgive. It's just another kid coming up, huh? Right? Can I have, can I have a cup? And then it's like, the, the child that you thought was your delight and now they're mad at the parents and you gotta respond like Christ and you and your spouse have to work on the financial problem, huh? And just the, the challenges, keep, they keep coming. And here's what happens. If you are only in your own strength, you just turn, go, I'm out. But if you got a deep reservoir and you got more milk than you know what to do with now, then you just, you, just, you, got, you got something to pull from. And I'm just inviting you, one of the most strategic things you can do is get so filled with the Holy Spirit that these challenges that come your way You've got love, joy, peace, patience, a little cup of kindness, right? Over and over again. And that's, that's the win. That, I, I look at this whole lot of things about being a radiant church. In fact, that's why we named the church, because I, I love the message of a radiant church. I love, here's where it starts. You start filled the Holy Spirit, be that for your spouse. You watch you'll watch God start to be at work in that relationship and use you. I wanna give you a few practical things. Number one is this. I wanna invite you, uh, when it comes to just your daily routine, to start to pray, and in, just in, in, in your normal prayer life, just to pray, ask the Holy Spirit for supernatural love for your spouse. So David, what do I do? How can I practically apply this? In your, whether it's a prayer journal, whether it's driving to work and you just turn off ESPN radio for just a moment or turn down Chicago 1987, <laughs> whatever it is, and just ask God for supernatural love. And you could do it in a five-second prayer because our temptation is just to go according to how I want to see them, uh, how would I naturally feel, but okay, Holy Spirit, download your heart. I need, Holy Spirit, I wanna love them like you love them. So she's different than me, right? One, she's got a different personality. She's got a different family of origin. She's a woman, there's a whole lot of things that are different. Help me see her. Help me love her. Open up my eyes to see, right? It's just a simple prayer. If you'll make that a part of your prayer life, if you will just asking God for his help, Holy Spirit, help me see like, you. See, how how help me to love her. What does it look like to love her? Second thing is this, I would invite you to, is create calendar time to be with your spouse. So when we say priority, It's not just theoretical, you're investing time. You've got some intentional moments. I heard one preacher say it this way, it's what Renata and I do. Um, But he said, divert daily, withdraw weekly, abandon annually. So for Renata and I, it's at the end of the day, it's just a conversation. So when I say daily, divert daily, I'm not talking about that it's gotta be two hour date, but it's just a conversation and just work on it. Just, Just every day. Just have that, just just talk, just have that conversation. And then every week for us, it's a date night. Listen. Annually, let's just get away. Just be together, pray together, get vision for the new year. And in those conversations, you'll watch. Instead of the big blow-ups, you have the opportunity to just work on things. Just, just, in fact, I think that in those conversations, you have the moments to just take, take, take care of your side of the street, like what you've done. Jesus says that in Matthew seven. Remember when he says, first take the plank out of your own eye. Our tendency is to always just see the speck, always be upset, always talk about, in our mind, I don't, I've, anytime there's a problem, I did 10% wrong, you did 90%, you're mostly the problem. But in the conversation, God help me to see, help me to love her, help me. And then, all right, now open up and I go, oh, First, take the plank. So every time, that's a prophetic moment right there, fellas. First take, ESPN. Take the plank out of your own. First take every morning. All right, just kidding. Bad joke. All right, but here's here's my point. You just start to go, okay. I'm gonna, God, what? How, how can I own this? And those little tiny conversations daily help end just the the blow ups where the engine just blows up because you didn't have. But it took, keep going. And then I'd invite you just, last one is this. So first pray, Holy Spirit, let me love like you love. I need supernatural love for my spouse. Two, I would say just practically with your time. And then the third one, I would just encourage you, ask your spouse the best way you can love them the way that they want to be loved. Lots of books on this. But like I found out early on with Renata, she loves quality time. She just wants, she wants to talk. So when we were dating, I was making $200 a month as a youth pastor. It was awesome. <laughs> that wasn't the great depression. That was like just two decades ago. <laughs> and I bought her this necklace thinking this is going to be like amazing. And she wore it. Never. Maybe once, once, twice, three times a week, like just and I learned, like, okay, that ain't it. Here's what I found out. Here's what Renata loves. Renata loves me, just a moment where I just say, tell me about your day. Tell me what's going on in your heart. Tell me more. How, and just, she loves quality time, quality conversation. Right? And then, for me, I don't need quality conversation. I just want her to tell me I'm awesome. Just <laughs> tell me, what a man, what a man, what a mighty. You don't even know my day. Just tell me I'm awesome when I walk in. Right? Like, I'm dead serious. That's all I need. Like, just... I'm like Tigger, like what? what, what, Like I just That's who I am. I don't need deep conversation. I just want you to tell me that I rock and I'm okay. I'll be all right. Here's my point. She's had to learn that. (laughs) And I've had to learn her. If you'll go there and you'll just really invest, have some of these conversations. I'm telling you, it'll help. Let's all stand. We're gonna pray together. Renata, you wanna jump on over here and let's pray for them. Can you give Renata a hand as she comes? Okay, you can correct anything you want. You know, no? Okay, all right. Let's just pray for marriages.
1: Jesus, we just come to you right now, God, and we just lift up every marriage in the room, Lord, and all the marriages online. Jesus, we just thank you for the way that you've brought these couples together, for who they are before you. And Jesus, we just ask, Lord, that you would help every wife to really see her husband, to cherish him, to honor him, to love him, and for every husband, Lord, to see his wife, Lord, and to cherish her. And um, God, I ask, Lord, that we would just see the way that you have that you have created each one of us, and Lord, that we would be able to call those things forth and. Um, Go on the journey together, Lord, where we um, can champion and serve the calling on one another's lives. And God, that we would lay down and sacrifice even things that we want for our husbands and for our wives, Lord. God, we just thank you, Lord. God, I thank you for what, just for the things that you're doing, even in each one of our hearts right now. God, I just ask that um, today and this week, Lord, that you would help us um, to grow, God, in just one area even, Lord. I ask, Lord Jesus, that there would be um, something that you would burden our hearts with, God, a way that we could love each other better, a way that we could serve each other, Lord. Just something, Lord. God, I pray that we could see into the hearts of our spouses and see what they need right now. Lord God, just um, this has been um, a trying time for all of us. And God, I just ask that um, we would grow stronger together, Lord Jesus. Even as in the fire and the hard things, it's, it's testing. But God, I ask that we would all walk out of this closer together. In Jesus'
0: name. And Father, we thank you for each marriage that's in the room. And we pray for your help, your strength, the power of the Holy Spirit to help each one lay down their lives for the other. We pray for marriages that last for decades and decades. We lift up every single person that's in the room, Lord Jesus. We thank you for Christian singleness and the way that that can point people to Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, that you're at work in their lives. And no matter where they're at on the journey, we lift up every person, Lord Jesus, that's experienced pain as a result of divorce. And we pray for them today. We pray that you would give them divine strength. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for each person that's dating, Lord God, whether they're online or in the room and they're trying to find the right, every single scenario, we ask, Lord Jesus, for your favor, your strength, your blessing. In Jesus' name. I just wanna invite you to, if today you're like... (laughs) i i I, i'm i'm new to this but i do want to give my life to god i do not want to live distant he is he is the one who laid down his life for you and i want covenant relationship with god there is one person who does not have a flaw there is one who is perfect in love He laid down his life for you so that you could have eternal life. And if today you want to give your life to Jesus, I just want you to just pray this, whether you're online or watching this on demand later on or in the room. Father, in the name of Jesus, I give you my life. Save me and change me. Heal me. Give me a fresh start. I give you my life. I don't want to go my way. I go yours. I give you my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.